It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on Scottish Cup Weekend. Celtic St Mirren is the big one in and around Glasgow today, but only after Wraith Motherwell, Livy Inverness, Dundee United, Kilmarnock and Air Elgin. Hearts are the first team through after seeing off Hamilton Ackies. We've got a local derby of sorts between Rangers and Partick Thistle tomorrow with the latest chapter in the Darvel story rounding off the weekend. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me this afternoon you have Gordon Dale, Mark Wilson and Hugh Evans. It's Sugarly Peg Saturday. I have never known tension like it in the Super Scoreboard studio. We have two Motherwell fans and a producer in the box who is a Dundee United supporter. You go to Wraith Rovers Motherwell. Motherwell haven't won a league game in four months, but they have won one Scottish Cup tie against Arbroath away. We'll light things right twice today. And Dundee United against Kilmarnock. Tension is mounting at Tannadice. Great day in prospect. Certainly is. Uh, there is always drama somewhere along the line in Scottish Cup. In the last round, I wasn't quite sure that we would get it, but we got the biggest shock of all. I just wonder where the big shock's going to come from this weekend. It could be your side at Wraith Rovers, or it could be Darville once again. I must admit, I do like the Scottish Cup. It excites me. Uh, I don't know why. I never was successful as a player and manager in it. But there's always a shock there. I'm sure everyone's looking at my old stamping ground, Gordon. But plenty of football, really exciting mm. football ahead. Well, I was going to say in the nicest way possible, because it is a delight as always to see you, but what on earth are you doing here? I would have thought a Wraith Rovers legend and arguably Motherwell's current most famous citizen mm. would surely have been given some sort of ceremonial... Role at that game between Wraith and Motherwell today. Yeah, a bit surprised. Uh, I was waiting for the inf- uh, uh, invitation. Sorry, um, never came. But never came. Uh, oh, look, I almost feel sorry for I, you. I, I, I don't look in the past. Gone. I've done my bit of race. I've got the statue. I've got the medals. I've got the captaincy. I've got the leadership, mm. and. I'm quite happy their, to move Their on. most famous supporter Val McDermott said That she's enough bother Writing mysteries Without getting involved <laughs> With another mystery <laughs> Seems like a good time To move on then And start going around the grounds uh, But it should be a fantastic Saturday afternoon Four games at three o'clock A big one at half five Celtic St Mirren And then of course The weekend is nowhere near done Even when we reach The open line later We'll have Rangers Partick Thistle To preview and if Hugh Keevans has already called it the shock of all shocks to see Darvel beat Aberdeen, well, imagine they got themselves into the quarter final. That's the type of thing that's at stake. And I love this competition, Hugh. I love mm. that we still care about it. It's still hugely important. It's got a bit of everything. You've yep. got Celtic and Rangers over the next couple of days. They'll be seriously looking at silverware and maybe even as part of a double or a treble. You've got your Kilmarnocks and your Motherwells and your Dundee Uniteds who've maybe not won it in a while and want that famous day. And then you've got Darvel, you've got Air, you've got Elgin. Talk about romance of the cup. You've got the fact that the people love it. It's not important that we love it, the fans love it. There are two and a half thousand Partick Thistle fans going to Ibrooks tomorrow and they have no chance in this world. There are 2,000 Motherwell fans going to Wraith Rovers and their team, Motherwell, are on the crest of a slump and have been for four months. You've got 900 Falkirk fans going to Darvel on Monday night to see if 
lightning strikes twice for Darvo or if Falkirk make it into the last eight of the Scottish Cup. The public love it. That's the most important thing. We love it as well. So let's get stuck in then. We'll go around the grounds and give you the teams. Remember, you can stay in touch all afternoon on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Whatever it is you want to share with us, that's where you send it. And I will give you the nod after the games are finished to get in touch on the open line as well. So without further ado, let's go to Starks Park. A terrible oversight that Gordon Dale hasn't been invited but Fraser Wishart has he is true Scottish football royalty and he's looking at maybe many people's idea of the shock today Fraser Yeah I think everybody's looking at Starts Park for, for the shock and uh, my little fans are up here in numbers saw them around the town earlier and they'll just be hoping that their team can put on a performance it's almost like a bit of groundhog day to be honest in the last round I was up in Arbroath to watch Motherwell similar situation for them poor league form a tricky away tie but they played well that day and they won with not too much first to be honest and the fans would have hoped that would have kicked the league form forward and get some good form in the league but they didn't and it's not happened they've lost the three league games since in one goal and that was a penalty last week by Kevin Van Veen in fact you have to go back to October for the last league win so today the first part side are back here in Kirkcaldy to face a team in an unbeaten 11 game run season in the playoff fight in the championship so on paper a tougher target tie sorry than are both but Rovers did have an extra time in penalties match in midweek at Dens Park as they reached the Challenge Cup final which won't have helped their preparation in fact they only have 14 players at Dens and they've only got 5 subs today such as their injury problems but today this morning they signed experienced striker Esma Concalves on loan from Libby to try and bolster their attack but he hasn't played much this season and he only makes it on to the bench Wraith have a decent squad though some Premiership experience like Jamie McDonald in goals and they've got William Ackie on loan from Ross County Sam Stanton Aidan Connolly played in the Premiership as well so I think Mother will be aware of the potential banana skin and the potential threat here but a decent crowd expected they're hoping for between four and a half and 5,000 and the Mother fans that will come here in big numbers they've made it clear during the week they expect much more from their players so they hope again as I said earlier this is the trigger to get their team's poor season going for Wraith Rovers as I say they've only got the five substitutes they line up in a 4-2-3-1 they've got Jamie McDonald in goals Ross Millen Tom Lang Tom Nolan and Liam Dick at the back Brad Spencer and Scott Brown sitting in midfield Aidan Connolly Sam Stanton Dylan Eason behind the lone striker Jamie Gullen the five subs Robbie Thompson Conor McBride Kieran Nguengwa Adam Masson and Esma Goncalves there are five changes for Mother from a defeat last week at Petaudry, Ricky Lambie's out completely. Cornelius Goss, Aitchison, Furlong dropped to the bench. In come Casey and Butcher for their debuts with Van Veen, Tierney and Danzaki almost always coming back to the starting lineup. 4-3-3 formation for them. Liam Kelly in goal. Stephen O'Donnell, Dan Casey, Callum Butcher and Paul McGinn at the back. Rico Danzaki, Callum Slattery and Ryan Tierney in midfield. The Blair Spittle, John Obika and Kevin Van Veen up front. They've got a full nine substitutes on the bench. Aston Oxborough, Ollie Crankshaw, Jack Aitchison, Stuart McIntyre, Dean Cornelius, Max Johnson, James Furlong, Sean Goss and Luca Ross and the referee today. A man often involved in VAR controversies recently but there's no VAR here today for the ref Nick Walsh. Yeah, I think, Hugh, as we said, many people looking at that as the shock. But there are a couple of reasons for that. Obviously, you're acknowledging Motherwell's form. But it's also, you know, the fact that they're on the road, whereas your other Premiership versus Championship opposition, Livy are at home, Air Elgin, none of them are Premiership teams. Dundee United, Kilmarnock's an all-Premiership tie. So I am never going to stand here at ten past two and say it's not a hugely exciting card. But oh. there, there are not that many that would, that would even tick the shock box yeah. if it got to that stage. I think Motherwell's biggest ally at Kirkcaldy is fatigue on the part of the Wraith Rovers players who have gone to extra time and penalties. 
They did win the match against Dundee And it was a terrific achievement for them But I think it's got to take its toll of those players I don't like what's going on at Motherwell just now You bring nine in You make five changes from game to game It's all over the shop But they should just scrape past Wraith you wonder in the bigger picture Fraser if that is going to be a challenge like today is all about getting through in the Scottish Cup I don't think there's any doubt about that but as Hugh quite rightly says nine players signed by Mullerwell I thought it was six changes today but I won't argue uh, too much about that either way it's half a team and you know if, if the pressure is on right now as it is we're already the 11th of February how difficult is it going to be for Stevie Hamill to actually establish what his best team is? Well, I think nine signings for any club in, in a transfer window like that in, in January window is a gamble and it's a sign that they're having a poor season so it's getting the, the players that you can and that are available and quite often those players are not playing at the, their current club that you've you signed them from or perhaps a, a free agent so that they're looking around for, for a club because you don't often get players that are regular players so you've got to get them up to fitness quickly and uh, you know I, I think if you've lost your last three games um, and played very poorly then I think you've got to try and rotate it I don't think Stevie Hamill if it's five or maybe six I'll have a look but uh, how many changes it is it's a lot and I don't think you can blame them for that because the performances haven't been good enough and uh, when you've got a big squad and you've got players chomping at the bit to get back in the team then then uh, then you've, you've, you've got to make those changes but I do think I think it's quite a strong team. You know, when you look at it, there's no real um, uh, rookie players in there. Of course, they're taking a gamble with Casey and Butcher. You know, both just signed in the last couple of weeks, but both making their debuts as well. They want to play together, so they're they're going to be in the centre back pairing. But that's where the problems have been for Motherwell this year. And they signed Blaney, who I think looks as if he's going to be a player. They've got Lamy out as well, so really no choice here for, for, for Stevie Hamilton. But I agree with you guys. I, I think when you look at Hamilton against Hearts last night, Hamilton also went to extra time, played during the week. It's just too much for these teams with, with small squads. You know, I mean, Ian Murray's just picked five subs. John Rankin doesn't have the players to rotate his squad. He can't make six changes because he's, he's got such a small squad. So it does take its toll. And I think physically, this game will be a game too far for Wraith. And Mother will probably go through, not, not comfortably, but I don't see too many problems for them today. And of course, Fraser, generally fans dread it when a star player leaves or a manager is tempted away. But there's almost been a similar uh, feeling this week in the news that Alan Burrows on the back of him announcing that he was leaving the club he's heading for Pataudry instead yeah it was a strange one and uh, by all accounts it, they're not linked it's two separate things he, he was going to leave anyway and Aberdeen took the opportunity to, to make them that offer and, and I did think from his comments when he left that he was just wanting to take a break because uh, you know when you're at a club like Motherwell one of our premiership clubs of course big focus but you don't have huge staff so people like Alan Burrows and other senior staff they do everything there and you're working seven days a week you're working long hours and sometimes I think that can take a toll on I, mean, I, I thought he would take a break but I think if you get offered a job like Aberdeen then, then you're going to take it but it'll be interesting because we all know he's a massive mother supporter so how will it be being in charge of another football club and uh, that'll be an interesting dynamic for him but saw him earlier he was looked good he looked well he looked in good form and uh, I, I wish him all the best hope it's a success for him Who have Aberdeen got in the cup this weekend? Too early to crack that joke oh. To get a wee bitter dig in there anyway We'll, forgive him. Sends his we'll forgive him eventually uh, Wraith Rovers against Motherwell Should be a very interesting one for Fraser Wisher What about an all-premiership tie at Tannadice, Dave Galloway? 
Yeah, both uh, Dundee United and Kilmarnock, Gordon, will likely see this game as a, a welcome distraction as the relegation battlers square up for a place in the Scottish Cup quarterfinals. Whoever comes out on top will get a much-needed boost, that is for sure. United fans have been protesting, of course, against sporting director Tony Asgar would be placated, a little bit at least, if their team wins today. Now, they face a Achilles team desperate to move a step closer to a hand on return, but to do that, they'll have to overcome a shot away record this season. Last time they won on the road was way back in August with a victory in the League Cup at Hearts. Nice to see, incidentally, that uh, before kick-off today uh, there will be a minute's applause for goalkeeping legend Billy Thompson who played over 200 games for the Tangerines including their uh, run to the UEFA Cup final in 1987 and, of course, he was a coach at Kilmarnock for a number of years. He very sadly passed away last week, aged 64. To the teams then, and a couple of changes for Dundee United. It's Aina and Cujo in for Edwards and Pollitt. So it's Birigiti and goals at the back. McMahon, Mulgrew and Aina. Midfield, Smith, Sibold, Levitt and Niskanen with Middleton and Cujo playing off Fletcher in attack. The subs for the Terrors, Newman, Graham, Joom, Behich, Anaku, Freeman, Thompson, McLeod and Petrie. As for Kilmarnock, well, three changes for them. The men coming in, Stokes, Alston and Lyons. Outdrop, Alibiozu, Polworth and Power. So it's Walker in goals across the back. Stokes, Wright, Mayo and Chambers. Uh, midfield, Armstrong, Alston, Lyons and McKenzie with Vassell and Deutsch up top. The subs, Hemming, Power, Jones, Sanders, Murray, Robinson... Uh, McInroy, Alibiozu and Wales and your match referee here at Tanadice is Alan Muir The Tony Macaroni Arena then Livy one of the success stories of the Premiership in recent seasons I'm sure they could look to add a bit of a cup silverware to that Inverness not so long ago they won this competition David Friel yeah, interesting one here, Gordon. I think, with all due respect to the teams, I don't think this would automatically be classed as an eye-catching tie, one of those glamour ones, but there's been a lot of attention on this game. It's just ten days ago, Livingston actually expected to be playing Queen's Park today. For those who don't know, on call Spiders beat Inverness 2-0 in a rearranged fourth-round game. Everything looked fine, but then they were thrown out for fielding Ewan Henderson on loan from Hearts, who hadn't actually been registered for the original tie. Queen's Park felt it was harsh, they appealed to the SFA, but rules are rules. I'm just wondering if Davy Martindale would actually rather be taking on Queen's Park today, because Inverness are a bit of a bogey team for Livingston. They won here in the League Cup group stages this season, back in July they won 2-1. They also put Livy out of the Scottish Cup just three years ago, in fact... Olivia failed to beat Cali Thistle in the last five attempts. I think they've only got one win in the last nine or something. So they don't really tend to do very well against the Highlanders. It's fourth in the Premiership, sixth in the Championship. You'd think Olivia would be fair. It's they haven't actually reached the Scottish Cup quarterfinals for 18 years. I was quite surprised by that stat. As I said, Inverness do have a decent Scottish Cup pedigree. Still a couple of players from that team in 2015. You mentioned Arne Dorn's on the bench. Danny Devine starts his central defence. And Billy Dodds, obviously also lifted the trophy with Rangers back in the day so while they're their favourites I do think this should be a good contest I mean it's a good team they've got some good players players that could play at a higher level and I think they will look to make the most of their second chance Levy 3-1 win over Kilmarnock last week very very good they've made three changes from that game Iobali James Penrice and Jason Holt are in for Morgan Boyce Christian Montano and Sean Kelly Shamal George in goals Nicky Devlin Jack Fitzwater Iobali and James Penrice at the back a midfield three of Stephen Kelly Scott Pittman and Jason Holt with Stephen Bradley and Joel Nubley either side 
of Bruce Anderson, subs for Livia Hamilton, DeLucas, Longridge, Montano, Omionga, Sean Kelly, Shimmy, Bahambula and Guthrie. As for Inverness, their last game was 2-2 with Morton last weekend. They've made just two changes. Sean Welsh, really experienced midfielder, and Nathan Shaw are in for Zach Delaney and Aaron Dorn. So it looks like a sort of 4-4-1-1 formation for Inverness. Matt Rogers in goals, David Carson at right back, Danny Devine, Will Stuffy as the centre-halves, and Cameron Harper at left back. Midfield four of Jay Henderson, Scott Allardyce, Sean Welsh and Danny Mackay with Nathan, Nathan Shaw in behind Billy Mackay, the goal machine up front. Subs for Inverness are Cameron Mackay, the sub-goalkeeper, Hyde, Dorn, Dees, Delaney, Boyd and Strachan. The referee at the Tony Mac is Don Robertson and there is no VAR in use today. David Martindale this week spoke at length about it. He basically said the two clubs decided it wasn't worth the money, so make of that what you will. Of course, that was a hot topic a couple of nights ago on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Uh, what about... Air United against Elgin City A chance for two teams Neither of them in the top flight To progress to the quarter-finals And uh, we've sent one of Ayrshire's finest sons Roger Hanna along Yeah, and it would be great for either team To get into the draw for the last eight Monday evening, Gordon Air having been to a semi-final Since Daz's day at the club And Elgin, well you have to go back 55 years for their last Scottish Cup quarter-final. This season's competition has been kind to them so far. It's only been teams from beneath the SPFL have faced. Camelon Juniors, Hillabeath, Hawthorne and Drum Chapel United in the last round. Gavin Price's side currently sit fifth in League Two and they stayed at the Park Hotel in the car park at Comanis Rugby Park ground last night to prepare for taking on Kelly's Ayrshire rivals. Um, they don't arrive in the greatest of form. Their win in the last round against Drum Chapel actually was their only win in any competition since the 2nd of January. Ayr did lose last weekend to the Championship leaders Queen's Park but they're still second in the table and they're dreaming of a fine finish in both league and cup so much so they felt they could reject a £250,000 bid from an English League 1 club for 16 goal top scorer Dippo Akinyemi and he will lead the line today I think the thinking down here is that you know they can bring in an even greater sum of money with an extended cup run perhaps a lucrative draw on Monday night and maybe even a bit of action to get towards the Premiership for the first time in many a long year. I'll give you the team's Gordon the air start with our Cup goalkeeper Aidan McAdams in goal. It's a back four of Jordan Houston, Alec Kirk, Sean McGinty and Paddy Redding. Across the middle, Josh Mullen, Ben Dempsey, Paul Smith and Jaden Mitchell Lawson with, with Reese McAleer tucked in behind Akinyemi on the bench. Albinson, McKenzie, Ashford, Billum, Watrit, Bryden, O'Connor, McAllister and Tomlinson. A couple of changes for Elgin from last weekend. Still Tom McHale in goal. It's a back four of Angus, Mailer, Jake Dolzanski, Ross Draper and Owen Cairns. Darrell McCarty sits just in front of them. Then it's a midfield four of Russell Dingwall, Brian Cameron, Rory McEwen and Tom Finlay. And up top, 25-goal top scorer Kane Hester. Quite an interesting Elgin bench as well, Gordon. Cooper, Lawrence, Alan, Hoban. Jevin Anderson, son of former Scotland defender Russell. There's 51-year-old goalkeeping coach Stevie Dunn on the bench as cover for Tom McKill. And the last name substitute is one Chris... Anthony Atzi, clearly the talented member of the family. The referee at Somerset Park is John Beaton. Yes, brother of our very own Gabriel, who you will hear later on from is Celtic Park. Really? Do you not know that? No. no. Kept up his sleeve. Ah, but he's not got as many trophies. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure that is the case. We'll hear Gabriel's defence uh, of Roger's slander uh, a bit later on. That's you up to speed then on the three o'clock team news. We've got the half-five game that we've alluded to, Celtic St Mirren. So plenty of time to build up to that one now what we often do at this stage on a Saturday is pause take a look back at some of the week's biggest stories debate them discuss them and we'll do that next action as it happens 
and your reaction from five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Gordon Deal are in the studio. The top team round the grounds are all set for a Super Saturday in the Scottish Cup. Lots to look forward to. Four big games at three. Another one to follow at half five between Celtic St Mirren. And of course they're all spread out across the weekend. Rangers Thistle and Darvel against Falkirk still to come. Now at this stage on a Saturday, regular listeners will know we tend to get all the guys involved. We don't get to speak to everyone at once during the week. So we look back on some of the week's biggest uh, talking points. And it feels like, Roger Han, I'm going to start with you for a number of reasons because you've got your journalistic hat on. And also last time we spoke to you was Monday night. When, correct me if I'm wrong, there was no real mention on the show uh, of a certain Australian Celtic manager and a certain vacant English Premier League job. But since then, uh, that's been the sort of dominant story across Scottish football this week. It certainly has, yeah, and you can understand why. You can understand it from both sides. Uh, the job that Ange Postacoglu has done at Celtic in under two years has been little short of phenomenal. Um, so it only makes sense that teams like Leeds United would have him on a shortlist if they're looking to replace Jesse Marsh. And the shortlist as a week has gone on, Gordon, has got shorter and shorter and shorter. Carlos Corberan signing a new deal at West Brom, Vallecano blocking any approach for their manager, Arne Slot over at Feyenoord seemingly distancing himself from the job as well. So you just wonder what is being said in the boardroom at Ellen Road and you wonder how Ange Postecoglou would receive such a such an approach. You know, it's easy for people to say, oh, he's got unfinished business at Celtic, he's only won one league, he's only won one cup, uh, he didn't make the impact he wanted to in the Champions League groups. But we have seen before, not just the lure of clubs, the lure of that league down there and the finances on offer down there. If Brendan Rodgers can go to Leicester City, if Steven Gerrard can go to Aston Villa, then it doesn't bend logic to think that Ange Postecoglou might have his head turned by Leeds United. But as you said in the show last night, at the minute, it's all theoretical. And yet, David Friel, most of the Celtic fans who've got in touch this week would argue that exact point against Roger Hanna. They don't think those examples are relevant. They do think Ange Postecoglou is either under different circumstances or he's a different man or both. Yeah, and, and I can understand it, Gordon. Look, timing is everything in football, and I don't think the timing is would would be, and we're speaking hypothetically here, would be perfect for Ange Postecoglou. I think he's the type of manager who would benefit from going in during the summer. If he's going to move club at all, I think he wants to get his methods across. He's got a very distinct playing style. So I don't think the timing would be great for him if he was to go mid-season anywhere. But as Brendan Rodgers showed as Steven Gerrard showed timing in football you, you know you sometimes have to strike with Ange Postecoglou's reputation is at an all time high I would I would argue and maybe down the line I don't think it will be Leeds my gut feeling is that Leeds thing won't really come to anything but I do think down the line maybe the timing for him when he does leave Celtic and it could be years down the line he looks a happy man but the timing could be uncomfortable for Celtic put it that way I suppose the perceived differences in character between Ange Postecoglou and Brendan Rodgers, I've got no idea. Like People have got their own opinions on that. But in terms of stock being high and comparisons about timing, could you not argue the case, David, that Brendan Rodgers had certainly done all he could do at Celtic, whereas that might not be the case yet for Ange Postecoglou? Yeah, and I would agree. And as I said, you know, I think he could happily stay as a Celtic manager for years. The reason we're talking about it is that he's had an eye-catching 18 months, Gordon. And as Roger said, any mid-level club 
in the Premier League in England who are looking for a manager, especially Leeds given the style of manager they want, are obviously going to look at Ange Postacoglu. I'd be surprised if people weren't considering him as manager. I do think in an ideal world he'll stay at Celtic for a, a, a long time to come, but you, never, you, you need to be asked, you need to get a, an approach to, to really make that decision. As I said, I don't think it will be this time, but there probably will come a time down the line where he thinks to himself, and he is 58 now, you know what, I fancy that. And again, the timing might not be ideal when that day comes. Like, I mean, Hugh, look, it's been f- there's been a fun element, if you can call it that, on social media this week where the Celtic fans would listen to this show and say, why are you even talking about this? You're, you're scared of Ange. You want to drive Ange Postacoglu out. And yet, at the same time, Rangers fans are saying, I listen to you lot bumming up Ange Postacoglu mm. and saying he deserves a job in English Premier League. If you cut through all that, that noise, that, that madness up here... The reason we're able to still discuss this on a Saturday is because it's not been confirmed nor knocked on the head by either side. They didn't even get the chance to hear from Ange Postacoglu yesterday. It was John Kennedy. Leeds have not really done much because, as Roger says, a couple of the guys that were above Ange Postacoglu in the list have ruled themselves out. So it is just left there for people to speculate about. The most important development in this story will come around five o'clock today when Ange Postacoglu is obliged to speak to the television rights holders who will cover Celtic's tie against St Mirren live with the 5.30 kick-off. Ange Postacoglu will, of course, be asked the question and I think he's obliged to give a definitive answer. Celtic yesterday posted magnificent financial figures. They have £50 million in the bank Wealth is created for football clubs by the people who support them. The Celtic supporters put the £50 million in the bank because they buy the Champions League packages and they buy them in such numbers. Celtic are now cash rich beyond any other Scottish club, beyond the wildest imaginings of most of the other Scottish clubs. I think that the club, the supporters, are entitled to get an answer Mm. to what the week of speculation has been about. And I also think... Ange Postacoglu, of course, will come onto the radar of clubs like Leeds United because of what he's doing here. But if I were Ange Postacoglu, I would wonder why a manager from England, a manager from Spain and a manager from the Netherlands went so far in their talks with Leeds United and then didn't go there. And and yet, Roger Hanna, I'll I'll be a hypocrite here because as the presenter of this show, it'd be great if Ange Postacoglu gave some big dramatic soundbite. But... You would also sort of respect the the fact that he might well say, "Well, I've not had an approach from Leeds, or you know, there's nothing, and I have nothing to say about that." So that 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 could be a possibility later. Oh, absolutely, could. And whatever happens, Gordon, Ange Postecoglou is in a terrific position. If there is no approach from Leeds United, if there is never an approach from an English club or a Spanish or Italian or German club, he's still in a very good job. It's a job he clearly enjoys. It's a job he's having remarkable success in and he is beloved by those Celtic supporters who have phoned Super Scoreboard through the week you know, to discuss this link with Leeds so uh, he's in a good place Well I think so, I agree with Roger in terms of where he is and how happy he seems but I'll echo what I said um, on Tuesday that when this came up it's as much a compliment to the Celtic manager and the club as anything but I don't think it's so far out the realms of possibility that happens. Having seen what happened in recent years that we all, you know, took our breath away. When Brendan Rogers remember the day well when he went away, everyone's saying, mm. well, where did that come from? And then Stephen Gerrard 
And I get people are saying they're different characters, mm. but the football and the lure of that league mm. can tempt yeah, but anyone put, away. To put the same counterpoint that I mentioned earlier, though, Brendan Rodgers had won back-to-back trebles, yeah. had had two cracks at the Champions League group stage, followed by a failure to reach the Champions League on, on the third occasion. So, how, how similar well, uh, are those? I, other, I, other than the fact that he left and it was a shock. I, I cannot pretend to know what Ange Postacoglu's targets are. I, I can't I, I don't know if it's a treble I don't know if it's The last 16 of the Champions League Or I don't know if it's I've rebuilt this club To the stage it's at And it's time to move on So who who actually knows that I hope he stays here I think he will stay here At this time And I agree with the guys I don't think it'll be the last club That when a manager goes in England Which we are seeing mm. You know regular And I think it's 10 Up to 10 in that league Or is it getting close to 10 in that league So it continues to happen he will be mentioned by another I, big I think David Thrill's quite right in what he says. He says, it's all about timing. It's for a manager and a player. You've got to have the right feeling. Is this a time to move? Um, is Leeds United the club that, that I need to go for? We're talking about tonight that he's got an obligation to come out. and sp- I don't think he will. I think he'll brush it aside. I think that's the kind of guy he is. I think John Kennedy was put off yesterday. I just think he wants to concentrate on playing St Mirren tonight and getting in the next round of the Scottish Cup. So I don't know. He might come out and address it, but I think he'll push mm. it to his I side. I could understand if he pushed it to one side, Gordon, prior to the game beginning because he could say, I've got a cup mm. tie to win. Not afterwards. Uh, but afterwards, he is obliged. I do always I, think, though, I said that I think that those are quite awkward scenarios because I'm not, I don't know the way it was worded, I must admit, when, you know, the Feyenoord manager or, or other, whoever it was that, that sort of distanced themselves. But if, if I was any manager in that situation, I would be, I don't know, I'd feel a bit embarrassed to distance myself from something that maybe yeah. didn't, hadn't, I, hadn't been asked yet. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, but you can come at it from the other end. Just I'm happy here, yes. etc. Et uh, the reason Which, why, to be fair, he said that before, hasn't yeah, he? The reason why Brendan Rodgers is vilified, and I use the word advisedly, vilified by the Celtic supporters, is that they felt used by Brendan Rodgers. I was in this studio with you, Gordon, on the day that he upped and left for Leicester City. And the shock among the Celtic supporters was palpable. Took us six weeks to mention his name again in the show. Exactly. Mm. Uh, So if the fans felt used by Brendan Rodgers, don't make the same mistake. Just tell them. They created the wealth that was announced yesterday. Just tell them the truth. This, of course, was John Kennedy speaking yesterday. He was in front of the press. It was, by all accounts, uh, pre-planned. He was always meant to do it yesterday. I know cynical people might uh, think otherwise, but it was always meant to be a plan that he uh, did yesterday's press conference. Tied him in the chair upstairs and got a couple of security at his door, so... Uh, no, I said. Listen, there's always speculation. I think, you know, credit to the manager in terms of the job he's done here. I think uh, it's a bit like players. You know, when players come in and they do do well, they get, you know, linked to, to other clubs. I think the manager's shown himself the uh, uh, his abilities as a manager. Um, I think when you do that and you have success with that, you attract attention, and, and that's what's happened. But ultimately, you know, there's a lot of speculation. That's what it is. There's a lot of noise, but. You know, I know firsthand the way he works. He's, he's really focused on his job here. He loves, he loves being here. You know, he's in the middle of building something very special. So, I think his his mind's firmly focused on, on being at Celtic and, and doing the best he can here. We had a theory on the show last night, Roger Hanna from a Celtic fan, who called in and says actually he thinks what this is all going to end up in is a long-term contract announcement for Ange Postecoglou. That be a possibility. 
Oh, I think anything would be a possibility, Gordon. You know, that's what happened, as we mentioned a few minutes ago, with Carlos Corberan at West Brom, an announcement of a new deal. There's been lots of chat in the background, sometimes in the, in the forefront as well, about Ange getting a new contract. He's still working on that 12-month rolling contract, but I think, being honest with you, I, I think it would be na- naive of us to think that somewhere between coming in a year past in May and enjoying all of the success that he has and bolstering the squad and helping enhance those financial results that Hugh was speaking about, I think we'd be naive to think that at some stage, quietly, in that spell, Ange hasn't been rewarded for the outstanding job that he's done so far for Celtic. So I don't necessarily think it needs to be all the bells and whistles of a here's Ange and a new five-year deal. I think both Celtic and Ange will be comfortable with the situation they're in just now. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like one time when Gordon DL got three beat the pundit victories in a row, producer Callum slipped him a brown envelope with a tenner in it just to reward him for his, his hard work. If I get three, success. If I get three in a row, um, I'd be looking for more than a ten. What do you think, <laughs> David Field? Because I must admit, I hadn't opened my eyes to the possibility of some secret behind-the-scenes acknowledgement of Ange Postacoglu's success, but whether it's a player, whether it's a manager... Look, we saw West Brom do it the other night, didn't we? It was their manager that was touted for Leeds and their response straight away was a new contract. He's happy with that, and they know that either their guy stays or if he is tempted away, then the club gets a lot of money for it. Yeah, it's normally a, a form of protection for the club and the manager to an extent as well in terms of bump up in cash. But no, I've probably been hearing whispers for about a year, Gordon, that he was about to sign a new long-term deal. It's never happened yet. I'd agree with Roger. I think somewhere in the background, I dare say, Ange Postacoglu's rewards at Celtic are greater now than they were when he when he was first appointed. He seems pretty relaxed about it. He has been asked in the past about signing a long-term contract and said, you know, those things don't really bother him too much. He's just focusing here and now. And as for what he'll say today, I would bet my money that he'll just say it's not on my radar and just try and, just try and brush it aside later on. I think that's verging on a certainty, knowing the press conference scenarios like we do. But we will find out. We are, of course, building up to that game. You've still got a while. Uh, you've got a couple of hours to go before Celtic St Mirren but fear not because four fantastic cup ties before then and we will go back around the grounds for the three o'clock games next The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL I feel like we've passed that that sort of threshold as well when you, you couldn't even make it to Kirkcaldy now if, if the invite came in so we're going to have to leave uh, Fraser Wisher to it um, but as we mentioned at the top of the show it is everyone's idea of the potential uh, cup shock um, and, and again Fraser you just we were just actually talking about it a bit during the break of just trying to, to find some sort of of blend for Motherwell whether it's at the back you know Stephen O'Donnell Paul McGinn so one of them probably um, Stephen O'Donnell will play out of position at left back They did sign a young left back in, in the window But he's not been given the nod to play Is it Obika and Van Veen In a front three Is one of them getting asked to do a job That's a bit out of the the ordinary It's, it's a, a challenge for Stevie Hamill To blend all this together Yeah and he played uh, His normal formation 4-3-3 I think that's the way he's played Most of the season But last week went to 3-5-2 And it was Stephen O'Donnell And Ricky Lamy and Paul McGinn as the back three and that didn't work as well and you see young furlongs come in and that's always a danger you're taking a young kid who's probably miles away from the Brighton first team and has, has he ever been near a first team is he going to be ready to come into this type of situation at Motherwell P- possibly not still developing as a player so he, he's, he's back on the bench and uh, in the middle area they've got four quite similar midfield players in, in Slattery 
and Dan Zaki and Tierney and Spittle so they play a diamond and go with the two up front so I, I think when you get to Stevie Hamill's situation we discussed it earlier and you were right he's made six changes to the team and that's, that's a lot of changes he's just searching for the right formation and for the right uh, personnel and, and hoping that to get one result they'll kick the season on I mean if, if they lose today then, then, then where do they go they've got a relegation battle and the heads will be down and a team already devoid of confidence in, in the games I've seen them in is going to really struggle for the rest of the season I think yeah, how, how does that work? Because you would look generally, Fraser, at a manager who is under pressure, as the the phrase goes, whatever that means. I know that means different things to different people. Um, and, and think that you know a defeat to a lower league opponent in the Scottish Cup could be the the, the final straw. Or, you know, it could be the one that you don't recover from. But is there also a, a different scenario where the league is such a priority that I don't know the outcome today doesn't doesn't have that impact? Do you see what I mean? Yeah, no, I see what you mean, and, and thinking the opposite way. If they, if they go and they win three or four nil here, then that can that can lift them, you know, and lift their real confidence. Because you look at their team; it's a strong team, as we were saying earlier. It's not as if it's full, full of young kids or inexperienced players. It's a very, very strong motherwell mother team. But uh, sometimes it depends on the defeat. If it's a heavy defeat, then the pressure comes. It doesn't seem much point to me to Motherwell board giving uh, Stevie Hamill the opportunity to sign nine players and then within a couple of weeks of the window closing getting rid of them you know so I, I think they'll stand by him in the short term but every defeat the pressure builds and builds and uh, for Stevie as a, as a Mother supporter Mother player for, for 90% of his career it must really hurt, hurt him and especially when he looks at his team and you've got Scotland internationals in there you've got really top players with lots of experience and they must be wondering how can I get a tune out of these guys what, what formation can I play how, and the most difficult thing for any manager is putting confidence into a player because we, guys like Gordon Mark, myself we've all been there when we've had parts of our career where the confidence has just gone and it's down to yourself as an individual and it can come back just as quickly as it's gone and a good performance today and I, th- I think they'll win by a couple of goals because as, as she was saying earlier that the, I think the fitness will tell I think the fact that Wraith um, had 120 minutes sorry and penalty kicks during the week I think that'll just t- take its toll and that might just be the, the trigger for, for Motherwell's season <laughs> the absolutely ludicrous notion I trust everything Fraser Wishart says normally but the idea that Gordon Deal's confidence could go <laughs> is, uh, is quite something but I, I get what you're uh, what you're angling at there I, I um, think you're entitled to be demanding of Motherwell today in the sense that they are playing a mid-table Championship mm-hmm. side They're not playing Barcelona They're playing A mid-table Championship side They are from The Premiership And although they are As I said earlier on On the crest of a slump You have to be Demanding of these players Wraith have had Two hours of football Midweek Motherwell haven't Wraith are mid-table Championship Motherwell are from The Premiership You are entitled to Demand victory today I take on Fraser's point About why do you bring in nine players uh, and then sack a manager? But if Stevie Harmel, and I don't think he will, I think he'll get a result today. If he did lose at Starts Park today, I don't see him being charged next week. I think you need really? to put, yeah. Yeah, it's as strong as that. The Motherwell fans are up in arms. This guy is a legend at the club. Now, that's getting forgotten about because of the results, because of where they are in the league. Yes, you can argue, well, why back him? But they needed players anyway. And if he can't get a tune out of them, Graham Alexander, I, I always listened to Motherwell fans, and the criticism constantly with Graham Alexander was he never picks the same type team. No matter even if he wins, the following week, there are two, three changes. It's the same pattern here. 
Stevie Hamill, you, I don't think he knows what his best team is. I know he's I mean, how new, could you as yeah, well? Well, there's yeah. no way he's playing that. He's got new players in. But he's got to get these players in somewhere and start hitting the ground quickly because he is going to get relegated. And as much as you can say, well, you don't sack him because you can't sit back and know in your heart of your hearts and if he do lose today and get put out of the Scottish Cup, I do not think he will survive that. I don't care who you are. Well, high stakes then at Starks Park, according to Gordon Dale. The thing is, Roger Hanna, when you talk about a cup shock, you look for the headline recipient of that shock to be a, a sort of premiership club. But actually, on paper, in terms of league placings, there's a much bigger gap between Air and Elgin than there is between Wraith and Motherwell. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, the Elgin... They're still striving to get into the promotion playoffs in League 2, but this would be a massive bonus for them, for their finances as well. You know, they spent a bit of money last night bringing the team down. They stayed in Ayrshire overnight. They've got quite a few supporters down here who I think have been enjoying the hospitality by the seaside this morning. Um, so it's a big day for Elgin City. 55 years since they've reached the last eight, and they will, you know, they'll, they'll appreciate the significance of this afternoon's fixtures. But they're playing a very good team, Gordon. I know they didn't look at last Friday night at Queen's Park, but this has been an Exceptional season for Air United under Lee Bullen. Uh, they have done exceptionally well in the Championship. They're still very much in the shake-up, not just for their promotion playoffs, but to actually win the Championship title this season. And you could, by Monday at 5.30, have three Ayrshire teams in the last eight because if Kilmarnock can do away with that horrible away record and win at Tannadice, Air win today and Darvill are guaranteed to be in the draw because they get, you know, the draws before their game with Falkirk at Recreation Park up the road on Monday night. So I always feel like the Ayrshire Tourist Board puts him up to this stuff. I mean, who's counting the number of teams from Ayrshire in the next round of the Cup apart well, from him? Look, there are rural people. Don't you? You're about to upset someone, I can tell. There are rural Think carefully. <laughs> I, I wish Air all the best. I am not a bitter man. Elgin knocked out from Chapel United. I am not a bitter man. I just hope they get bleached. Let's hear from David Martindale, head of Livy Inverness. I want to do better in the Scottish Cup, me as an individual, but definitely Livingston as a collective. So, very vocal on that. If we can get through this tie, um, you're one away from Hamden, which is where everybody wants to be playing football. We were luckily enough to get to a cup final at Hamden, a semi-final at Hamden previously, but that was during COVID times and we never got to experience that. We were families, we were friends and the fans. It would be incredible to do that with fans allowed into the stadium, but that doesn't, I'm not underestimating the task in front of us. Inverness are going to be a really, really difficult game. That build-up has been overshadowed this week, David Freel, as you mentioned earlier, because of the the lack of VAR, if you like. So for anyone who doesn't know the the long and short of it, you could obviously have it at Livy because it's a premiership ground. They've decided not to, to save a bit of money. And some people think this is a strange decision. What's your own take on it? I think it's a piece of nonsense, Gordon, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, This stems back to the previous round. It was exactly the same situation. The premiership clubs who could have used it had the chance to opt out of it. I think the SFA should really take the matter out of their own hands. To be perfectly honest with you, you make a decision that if VAR's available, it has to be used. I mean, what happens today if someone... You know, there's a, a real controversial decision that could have been reversed. I just don't really see a point in it. Surely if we've got VAR in these stadiums, you use them. I don't think it should come down to clubs choosing. And I think Davey also said at one point, I couldn't really get my head around, but he said that if it had been Hearts and it would be a bigger crowd, they probably would have used it. So I, I just can't really get my head around. I just think if VAR's available, you need to use it. Who pays for it though? Because you know, it would have to come out of living in Inverness. You would surely acknowledge Davey Martindale's and Inverness's wish to just pocket more money. 
Yeah, but is that is that what this is about? Is it just come down to Levy and Inverness wanting more gate money? I mean, as I said, I don't know if the SFA can subsidise it in some way. It's their, you know, it's their poster tournament, if you want to call it that. I just don't think it's a good look that you know up here you've got eight games in the quarter final, and there's certain ones that could have VAR been used. And I think it's the same at Tannadice today, and it's just not been used because clubs would rather, I don't know, is it four or five thousand pound extra they're getting? I just think it looks a bit timpot to be honest with you. Well, had to be playing Hearts. Hearts would have brought five, six, seven thousand fans to the Tony Macaroni and therefore they would have been able to pay for it and still made a handsome profit. Today they're playing Inverness Cali Thistle who will bring a motorbike half full with supporters and that will be the reason why David Martindale has said no, no more money out of my budget. I think David Martindale in this instance is 100% Correct uh, You'll agree to disagree Because we're moving on quickly To Dundee United Kilmarnock And an interesting one Dave Galloway Because Again on paper This would be the The closest tie If you like There's nothing really Would constitute a shock here There are only three points Between each Of these teams in the league So not a lot to separate them Indeed Gordon And you know One would hope That these two sides Away from the pressure Of trying to beat the drop They'll be able to hopefully express themselves a little bit better and serve up a cracking cup tie. United um, knocked today's visitors out of this competition last year after extra time at Rugby Park and they obviously have home advantage this afternoon. Uh, you know, By all accounts it's going to be a very close one. Everything points to that but you know, remember Killy on the other hand they had a good run in the League Cup recently they made things very difficult indeed for Celtic in the semi-final you know, can they draw on the positives from all that and get an oh so elusive away victory let's hear from some of the staff ahead of that one then I say staff because it wasn't Derek McInnes it was Tony Doherty you can draw a lot from that game but every game is different the fact that performance level was so good on that night there's so many things that we did right and again if I'm saying if we can emulate that type of performance replicate a lot of the individual performances and it'll give us more of a chance of winning the game and of course Liam Fox in charge of Dundee United well, we're excited it's the Scottish Cup so it's, it's a wee bit of a break from the, the league campaign so that's good it's a, uh, everybody always looks forward to the Cup uh, Cup weekends and we'll hopefully we'll hopefully win the game and, and progress and look forward to being in the draw but we know we've got a very difficult opponent we've played them numerous times now last week <laughs> so we'll be pretty familiar with each other so we, we know what to expect um, but it's, it's a Cup and we're looking forward to it we want to be a club that hopefully continues and consistently goes deep into these cup competitions. Um, if we manage to do that, which we know is going to be difficult on Saturday, that it will hopefully give the players a wee boost. But listen, I don't, I don't look at the players and think that they're really, really low in confidence. That is that the scene is set. Is there going to be a Scottish Cup upset on a Saturday afternoon? You will find out next. The winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, Gordon Diel in the studio And the top team are just settling down to take in some 3 o'clock Saturday Scottish Cup 5th round action We love this stage of the competition Because this is when you're getting ever closer Yes there's some romance left Yes there are some smaller teams looking to cause shocks But we also slowly begin to shift the focus to those who are going to go on and try and win the thing as well. So with that in mind, I think the real reason that they spread the kickoffs throughout the weekend is to give you guys a chance of a Saturday afternoon mm. ACA. You've got not a hope of getting all eight games, no. but maybe just the four on this Saturday afternoon. What do we think? What's it looking like? I'll take Air to beat Elgin, okay. Motherwell to beat mm. Wraith, Livy to beat Cali Thistle, 
Dundee United to beat Kilmarnock and tonight I will get to them later on right go on then the four this afternoon go on now. Air home win Motherwell away win Livingston home win I'll go for Kelly to beat more team United yeah some Dundee United oh, legend yeah. to me just being realistic sorry Callum honestly sorry mate that's ridiculous I'm going Air Wraith Livy Dundee Motherwell fan you are <laughs> You're going to get your passport revoked At Strathclyde Park When you try and cross the border I, I just think Motherwell If they lose the first goal today Could be all over the place What if they don't They'll win the game Great mate. great insight I love that Cutting edge punditry huh. I, I was about to give you a compliment there About your um, your current residency In in Motherwell But I, I feel like taking it back After that prediction But it did get me thinking Because we were joking earlier About you know Why are you not at the game You're a Wraith legend You are one of The most famous people I would suggest To currently live in Motherwell I wonder mm-hmm. if you are Motherwell's most famous resident Right Which might say more For Motherwell Than, than you So I'm not sure how much Of a compliment it is I wonder who it is yeah. Now this is just a personal um, Crusade I'm on maybe Having been from that part of the world I recognise people might be listening Saying I couldn't care less But I think it might be you It might be Well I've got a, I've got a Steelworks named after me a school High school yep. Named after me Steelworks is spelt differently though isn't it So I don't know if we can give you that okay. credit um, The Bakers is gone I think um, I'm surely a matter of time Before at a minimum A Christmas light switch on Offer comes in Because I I not that I know every every resident, but I don't think there will be a more well-known, well-loved no, resident of, of Motherwell than you. Look, Genuinely. Uh, Alan Burrows. Um, he's about to move, and he's not more famous than the no, Dazzler. Are you no, joking? Not a chance, no. I, listen, I can't put up an <laughs> argument against you. I, I'm totally with you in this I'm one. <laughs> I'm serious. Who, do, who does the yearly switch on of... The Christmas lights I'm just wondering who, Why you've been overlooked <laughs> On so many occasions Maybe they just get someone in From slightly nearby Or whatever yeah, But I think Bell's in that Hill. Central area I can't think of a more Famous Motherwell resident Than you I can't uh, You, you were born one. there as well Didn't you? Yes you, you showed me the hospital Didn't you? You were born I was born, we were in, the I game. Was born in Airbus Road Yes and I lived in Airbus Road It's got to be That's, that, that's got, to, got be to be Weird as well Do you think you're Cumberland's most famous resident? No, no, because I don't live there anymore. Oh, neither I, do. I, and then Cumbernauld's vast. It's, it's an up and coming. Motherwell's vast. Develop, what are you no, about? but Cumbernauld's really up and coming. Motherwell's. <laughs> Excuse me, I will not hear a bad word <laughs> said. Apparently, the last one, producer Callum tells me, oh, he's gone back to 2019, but who did it more recently? Some guy from Love Island did it in 2019, <laughs> apparently. And he's not even from the town. Yeah. What, what an oversight. Yeah, they've obviously got a good agent. I look, I don't put myself forward. I'm the shy type this day. Mm, I can see that, yeah. Um, I, I, do, I do a lot of good promoting Motherwell. Yell Estate, obviously, named after me as well. There's a few there. To be born, no, and live now across the road from where you I were born. That is got to that's crazy. It, it brought me back, Mark. I, I left. I obviously had a, a terrific career. I moved. I was you, all over the world. So I was you, Australia. From my everywhere. limited knowledge, I've settled on it's you or Stephen O'Donnell. Ah, well, it's only me. I, mean, he's got, he's I don't know. Stephen O'Donnell's got a good shout for it. Yeah, Went but he's viral, never. He's never really Jack p- up in the air. Well, look, I, I do agree, but he's never really played with a big club like myself. I played with two massive clubs. Easter and Wraith. <laughs> <laughs> I got that in before you. But you, you don't play with Rangers and City. If, you, oh, if you're not a big name, come on. And I'll take it back. You're the second Have most Manchester famous. City not got enough to worry them without the Dazzler being in their background? Anyway, Hugh, enough of 
stroking his ego. Let's do this. The first half teaser with the ScottishSun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. Cheeky little question this. Name the six current or former old firm players currently in the top flight who've made the most appearances in the Scottish Premiership era. Now that started 2013-2014. Name the six current or former old firm players currently in the top flight who've made the most appearances in the Scottish Premiership era. Wow, I do like that question a lot Hold on just in case we've got an update um, No we don't, I thought it was a goal coming in So yes, Hugh says there are six mm. Current or former Old Firm players In the Scottish top flight mm-hmm. Who've made the most who are, who are the six current or former Old Firm players In the top flight who've made the most appearances In the Scottish Premiership era all I'm going to say to you on this one, okay? I given I'm going straight in with a clue at five past three, which tells you how tough it's going to be. One of these answers is unbelievably difficult. One of these guys only played one league game for Celtic or Rangers, but since then he's gone on to make a lot of appearances in the Scottish Premiership, and he's st- and, and he's still in the Scottish Premiership. Okay, that's what I'm telling you, right? That's all you mm. need to know. At Clyde SSB We're looking for one tweet With the six answers on it And you need to beat everyone else to the punch You can read the question there On Twitter At Clyde SSB uh, And again if you need it from me there are. Can you name the six current or former Old firm players Currently in the top flight Who've made the most appearances In the Scottish Premiership era One of them very tough And Mark Wilson's got it off Thanks. my clue already Do you know what Good I loved clue. though? Do you know what I loved? You turned round you, you had the light bulb moment You pointed to a team on the league table <laughs> it's, it's And it's an not the team, team that he played for <laughs> an But he team. used to play for them Anyway Dumbarton 1 Annan nil. Ryan Wallace with the goal Albion Rovers nil. East 5-1 So in the Couple of league games That we've got going today They're having a nice early start On the oh. goal front But none in the cup I think there's so much tension Involved in the cup ties I mean can you imagine Stevie Hamill's Stomach must be churning At Wraith Rovers Gordon Diel has Underline the importance of the day for him He feels that if Stevie Hamill loses this match today He might thereafter lose his job So you can imagine what's going through his mind At uh, Tannadice, Liam Fox And Derek McInnes Awful in the league Need an uplift A psychological uplift So I understand why Tension could result in goals being sparse Scrappy start at Livingston David Friel messaged me one minute ago to oh, say the, scrappy start here, the, just for Gordon yeah, Diel, he says. Yeah, scrappy start. Usually it's four minutes, it was three minutes, a bit concerned about him. Who did he, didn't he say it that last week? Was he it a scrappy start? Because it was three of the best goals you'll ever see yeah, at Levy within about 16 minutes. He gives, he gives it four minutes. Oh, scrappy start. The lower league action is the place to be today, because four for Mill Stenhouse Muir won as well, Sean Crichton, with the goal on eight minutes. So no problems whatsoever. You've got one... Championship game today Morton Queen's Park You, We shouldn't overlook it Yes no. the, the Scottish Cup Is the headline act today No doubt about it But particularly With this Queen's Park story They, they should have been or they, uh, they could have been In the Scottish Cup today they, they earned a place in it And then got booted out For fielding yeah. an ineligible player So 
I'm sure they'll be feeling quite sore about things, but a but good chance to add to their league yeah, position. A chance to go seven points clear of Air United, who are in second place as we speak right now. So for Oni Coyle, that's the target. Go seven clear, keep on going towards what would be a truly extraordinary story. Queen's Park, once the amateurs of Scottish football, in the top flight. That's the story. Hmm. Uh, just on Morton as well, we seen them at Celtic Park a couple of weeks ago. Looked good. They were good at the start of the season. Just tailed away. They couldn't quite keep the pace with the big hurts at the top of that league. I fancy Queen's Park for that one today. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that one. You've got one game in League One as well, Airdrie and Fermlin. And then it's almost actually a, a full card in League Two. But of course, Elgin are in Scottish Cup action, which means them and Stirling Albion uh, have to sit this one out. As a result, so there we are. That's your full picture across Scottish football today. If there is anything from elsewhere that tickles the fancy, I'll keep you up to speed. I know we obviously focus on things north uh, of the border, but if there's anything big that happens down south, maybe that links to us, I'll keep you across that as well. What was it you called it? What's the big game down south on your radar? The M23 Derby, <laughs> Crystal Palace against Brighton. That's the the big that one. Is, that the is a big girls. rivalry, that, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, or relatively mm. big not, not mm. big in our terms gets but you know what I mean gets a bit lively in yeah. the stands as well mm. well is it the closest place to Brighton I think Brighton bit... can't have many that are close by yeah they? yeah there's a bit of history uh, dating back to a, a game that ended in controversy but uh, you're right geographically you're on the old M23 take you up the road to Crystal Palazzo I visited that stadium once down at Brighton the Amex beautiful oh yeah sat on the bench right enough and oh it was old one how was on. that yes, well, it's, it is more than geography this one um, so apparently it started in the 1970s after a series of controversial yeah. matches caused by a feud between Alan Mullery and Terry Venables yeah hmm. so there you go for well. anyone who, who cares <laughs> um, Bruce Anderson's gone down injured Livy I'm sure David Martindale uh, will be a little bit concerned uh, but hopefully he shakes that one off they have a free kick 25 yards out not uh, related to that injury to Bruce Anderson I wonder if he'll be calmer today than he was in the last round of the cup away at Staney where someone recorded yeah. him yeah you know, giving a rant and oh what, listen we... hold on this one's at home this is at the house of Martindale yeah. do you think anyone in their right mind would take the risk no chance <laughs> it's when he's gone to one of these away grounds where anything goes and there'll be various Anyone that's been in that corridor at Stenhouse Muir will yeah. realise that both dressing rooms are right by each other, you know, which the, right by the tunnel. I'm not. This is not me having a pop at small clubs because these people are the lifeblood. But it, it's easier to happen. There'll be various sort of volunteers milling around, or yeah. as you say, it's, it's a bit more accessible. I remember one night, um, tried to raise it from my memory. Motherwell went out. The, must must have been the League Cup. I think it was at Capolo. Right, in the Ian Barraclough, mm. Stephen Robinson era. And the press, as you know, Hugh, as well, you know, there's no real facility. So at Capolo, you just make your way down and you just kind of stand at the touchline just next to the tunnel. And there was a full-scale Barney going on in the motherboard dressing room. You could hear every bit of it. And it didn't sound like it was just a shouting match either, really? to be quite it's honest. And you're yeah. all kind of standing there like, you, could, you couldn't not hear it, you know. Yeah. It was uh, very, and when, obviously when, I had my own personal. When Sir Alex was ranting and raving and getting the nickname of Sir Furious, and when he kicked the the, the cup that hit David Beckham, <laughs> uh, anyway, people took that to be part of his legendary status. So I think if David Martindale goes off his head, 
good for him. He'll have that soundproofed, won't he? That lovely dressing room. <laughs> I, if I can soundproof my boy's room for his computer noise coming through, is that what it's for? Yeah. Every every manager <laughs> turning um, sixteen next year, so he's <laughs> get he's get you wrapped around yeah. his finger. <laughs> Dad, don't soundproof the room so I can play the <laughs> Xbox. Yeah, how <laughs> daft are you? Seriously, yeah, I would you not been a teenage boy before? <laughs> yeah. Forgot what you got to that. Anyway, enough of that. Um, but if he did, you're right. If, and the, th- the great thing about the way David Martindale operates, Livy, if the room is soundproofed, he'll have done it himself. Yeah, oh, without doubt, it's easy enough. The, the panelling and every, your shot being cured. Manager in the world goes off his rocker. Let's be honest about it. Did you? Unbelievable, I was. I was Did brilliant. He? I was brilliant at it. <laughs> Gone off your. You were brilliant. Yeah. Gone off your head. Ah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 there was a few halftime rockets I gave really? out. Yeah. Oh, yes. Do you I know what I love? Because exactly, he he has a. St- a tough enough time keeping a kind of train of thought going when he's calm. Can you imagine when oh. he's like his emotions are high? He would yeah. just start randomly plucking different topics from the air. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Anderson's gone off, by the way, so that's oh. not ideal. Um, Christian Montano's come on, Nubly through the middle. Penrose has, uh, James Penrose has moved one up on the left for Livy, so a bit of a reshuffle there. Uh, Obelai had the first chance. It was a back post volley wide. No chances. At Starks yet, but Motherwell four good crosses and no one on the end of them. Winobika and uh, Kevin Van Veen are playing, but to, to clarify, because I know you guys questioned this before, uh, it does look like Danzaki and Van Veen either side of Obika. Here's one for you. Relative to Gordon Dazzler DL. Oh. Mm. Former, former presenter of this programme on a temporary basis, an emergency draftee, Gavin Pearson. Presenting the programme and at the microphone check at two minutes to three, he called for the dazzler, whatever he was, and didn't hear anything. So he thought there's something wrong with his mic. So the programme started and on and on we went. And as you've done today, Gordon, at 20 past two, there is a break. And during the break, he said to Gordon, Are you there? And apparently the dazzler went off on one. He hadn't been heard of in the first 20 <laughs> minutes in the programme. <laughs> and went off and chewed Gavin Pearson into little oh, bits. I remember that. Why, what That's was the problem? Like. That's oh, what it was I was like. Sh- I, was shooting down, I was shooting down the microphone. Nobody was listening to me. And I just... Th- just take the hint, though. I mean, yeah, 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 I now know. Uh, but during the days I was ambitious I've not got the ambition Jack anymore. Fitzwater's now down injured as well Livy are dropping no. like flies uh, Wraith have started bright as well though Good, nice passing football as you uh, some have They've come got some nice players in there Expect recently looking sharp but still I, was, no goals. I was going to say If I'm in that Wraith team And I'm the full back On the side that Van Veen's playing Oh you're up and down Oh I'm day. having a field day Because He's not going to chase you back. That's why I was questioning the He'd front take three. The out, you going the other way. Van Veen. Absolutely. Oh, he's not that type of player, is he? He's, he's a big. He would boss you about. You're a bit of soft touch. <sighs> Everybody's seen you bossed you about, haven't they? Well, Ronaldinho and, and Messi and Ronaldo. Maybe, can, but, but. But listen, go out with average players as well. There's people that you played with with the baton bossed you about. You know, I mean, I mean no knees by I then. All oh, right, <laughs> well, okay. that was me hard. His 20th knee operation that yeah, summer, and yeah. things were going downhill. Uh, what a game uh, between Forfar and Stenhouse Muir. Level already. Stefan McCluskey on 16 minutes, pulling mm. Forfar level. The mighty Queen's Park, a goal up at Capelo. I missed that one. Grant, that one? Grant Savory. Good. Glad you're here, keeping me right. Uh, and I can tell you a good response on that teaser. I thought they would 
I mean it is still difficult But I, I thought it would be Particularly tough Because We're looking for the, the top six Right But see if you look at the guys On the list Who are number Seven Eight Nine Ten for instance They're all Perfectly Reasonable answers And they're maybe only Missing out marginally uh, So it might be tough To separate the top six But um, Keep them coming in At Clyde SSB in fact, let's do one. Let's do one nod to that already, Hugh. Give us the question if you can. Yeah, name the six current or former old firm players currently in the top flight who've made the most appearances in the Scottish Premiership era, which began 2013-2014. Uh, okay. See, Derek FM has he's two-footed studs up yellow card straight away. Wow. Because he's ignored one of the key elements of the question: current. Top flight players Scott Brown No, no. Chris Boyd No No um, What is it Would tick those boxes But is not on your list either Hugh Alan McGregor Well Why not That is the one Right we've got We believe we had all six here mm-hmm. And we showed Hugh it Right Hugh says Alan McGregor no Because he went away for a long time Yep. I don't know what. Yeah, what why yeah. are you so confused about that? Gordon just, uh, just um, it's quite simple. He's not played as many Scottish Premiership games as the other guys on this list. But you yeah, we just thought he did. Ah, yeah. Um, you're so one shot. These two are these two one, are one shot. shot. I like I like KP Jer's style because if in doubt, don't give me six. Just give me ten names <laughs> and hope that it sticks. So a couple of other wrong ones. Hugh might be Charlie Mulgrew. That's a wrong one. Jason Holt. Not there. And to be fair to KP Jer though. They've got that one that I said was really tough because yeah. they've only played once in the league for Celtic or Rangers, but then went on, played a lot for other Premiership clubs, and they're still in the Scottish Premiership. Colin McNeil has over done it with a few. He's gone the likes of Connor Goldson. No, nope. nah, not enough appearances to make it on this list. Elgin almost taking the lead against Ayr. Um, a Ross Draper header cleared off the line by Ben Dempsey. I did say it I know it's not the headline act Hugh But If we're going to be official about it That would be the shock In terms of the distance yeah. Between oh. the team However Maybe we do have a shock On our hands Penalty Wraith Told you I told you If you say the first goal the Kills first it crucial, you say First it, yeah. goal Mother will, will crumble What if they missed the penalty Cadbury's. Oh there's no pass of penalty They're good at penalties <laughs> Goal flashes with Clyde-built home improvements. Jamie Gullen makes no mistake. It was a handball, which the ball, a Gullen shot that struck the hand of Callum Butcher, who's just come into the Motherwell team. No VAR, of course. And the penalty was given, and Jamie Gullen scores it. Wraith 1, Motherwell nil. That's the way Stevie Hamill's luck is running. You give a guy his debut after signing him in the January window, and he concedes a penalty. Uh, so... If it wasn't a mountain to climb at three o'clock, it is at twenty past. Mm. And just with that goal, the players, the confidence levels that the guys were talking about before, you know, just gets drained away. You sometimes think, I can't do right for doing wrong here. Um, a tough afternoon well, this ahead is, for This is where Stevie Hamill goes back to the players coming out and saying, Look, we back the manager. So if you're going to back the manager, you need to roll your sleeves up now and get back into this cup tie. The only the only good thing about that for Motherwell is, yes, disappointing to lose a goal. They've still plenty of time. There's still plenty of time, but they have to show a bit of character. Fraser Wishart says Wraith didn't even really claim for the penalty, and Ooh. it was very strange. 
Oh, doesn't sound good to me, that Fraser. I don't like the sound of yeah, it. But well, Fraser's to be fair, you can't have it. It's that stark spark. You know, Fraser is ex-Motherwell, a legend for the long throw-in. So, mm. obviously we know where his colours are. It's great, because I've not even seen it, but I'm I'm already convinced that this is that pesky handball rule that's causing chaos again. I read one... Seemed to hit Butcher between arm and body, mm. says Fraser Wisher. Don't do this to me. Being bad is, being bad is one thing, but when you're getting... Harsh decisions I read one championship player This morning Talking about the standard of refereeing In the championship And Mother are at a championship ground And he said that the standard of refereeing To his way of thinking Is <coughs> diabolical uh, So whether they're the victims of A bad decision or not Then they'll have to just get on with it because they're a goal down and Queen's Park were a goal up now they're level yeah Morton won Queen's Park won George Oakley uh, with the goal there Kelly bit of a half chance um, Dodge couldn't connect with a header after a free kick into the box Inverness are getting stuck in nearly 2-0 to Wraith oh. Lang with a header just over the bar Motherwell's um, hope is that the longer the game goes on the the more it takes its toll of the Wraith Rovers players uh, but to go two down I don't think Gordon DL is a way back if they go two down absolutely not um, but they're still in the game the next goal is so so important at Starts Park I, I've got to I, I know the lads and I do understand the argument about it, you know running a small squad Wraith Rovers had a difficult game the other night um, the fact that you know, it went to extra time against them. I take all that on board. But do you know something? This is probably the biggest crowd of the season. Scottish Cup. It's amazing the adrenaline, the lift. We've all played in these big games. And you don't think one minute, and especially if you go one up in a Scottish Cup tie, that you, you think you're tired. So... I just think the next goal is the, the big one. What a game. Capital Morton oh. 2, Queen's Park 1. George Oakley with a quick-fire double. Queen's Park had taken the lead. That quick-fire double from George Oakley turned the game in its head. And uh, I suspect we're not done there, but maybe we'll find out what happens. Um, short corner. Uh, Livy, Bradley taking it, then get the ball back, shooting over. Livy pressing, nothing clear-cut. Another decent chance for Elgin. Tom Finlay hitting the ball wide, should have hit the target. Air will not get a better chance to get into the next round, Gordon. And I hope they go and further what I achieved in the Scottish no, you don't. Cup. Yes, I do. I really do. I hope Where did you get to? Semi final against Celtic. Um, <laughs> twice. Um, you know, and if you can achieve that, maybe in a. You must have got some luck in the draw. Some luck to I, get I, there. Every team I played was a Premier League team. That's some luck. Ah, have a look at it. You know, that's when the, the rotation had, system started. Semi final. Dundee United, one of your teams, Premier Rotated. League out. Kilmarnock twice or three times out. I was just tactician. Was I don't know why I'm sitting here. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> They're a waste of talent in this well, studio. There, there will be a few theories out there, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, I'm absolutely <laughs> certain of it. Keep your guesses coming on that teaser. We are on our way to a shock. Uh, maybe not that much of a shock for some people. Um, Wraith Rovers taking the lead against Motherwell. Jamie Gullen. Uh, with the penalty there for a, a fairly questionable handball, according to Fraser Wishart. Um, what else do I need to bring to your attention? Nothing really at the moment. Looking forward to the rest of the fixtures, Hugh. Don't get me wrong, I'm 
I do bemoan the fact they are spread across the weekend. It's not so good for us, but yeah. it, it, it kind of keeps the drama going, I guess. Well, the, Celtic Park this evening, very interesting. There'll be a, an angel loving uh, by the supporters, and that's why I think it's important he speaks either before or after the game. Uh, tomorrow, big occasion for the Partick Thistle fans, uh, 2,500 of them bought tickets. Great for them, but uh, you know, Rangers are the holders. Michael Beale has got to be intent on winning both cups because he won't overtake Celtic in the league, and Celtic will have their second championship title under Ange Postecoglou. So, lots to be going on with. This is a fair point. I remember this. I was there, unfortunately. You ruined my weekend. The air beat Motherwell 4 3 at Fir Park under your management. Yeah. You kept your half and half scarf tucked in th- and jacket. Th- I'm not too sure. I think we played Motherwell twice. I could be, uh, but I'll tell you what. Do what, remember it. What I mean. a game that was. That, I, I had to change my formation to the diamond and push my two fullbacks high up the pitch. <sighs> The rewards we got were he can't He couldn't even remember the game because he didn't mention it a minute ago. And now he's apparently I got I forgot his, about it because there were so many of them. So many, yeah. the, the, the Premier League teams. Roger Han, I'll tell you, it's only in black and white. I don't say no, I was there, I didn't need Roger to, to tell me. I was there, I remember it. What age would you have been? About 10. 10? Yeah. Did you notice uh, Do you the guy a, in the dugout with a baggy suit? Did and you get a photo with me? That's why I went after the hurling abuse at you. What did you go for the suit again in Scottish Cup? Did I'd, you change your attire? I did. I, I did. I went for Sachi, but tight, <laughs> a bit tight round the waist. But I, it's I, funny I, because actually, as, for some reasons, I, as a youngster, I kind of started off sitting in the Cooper behind the goals, mm-hmm. then went to the East stand on the far side. But I feel like I remember being above you. In the, I feel like I was in the main stand that day, so I would. I don't know why that would be as a ten-year-old. There must have been a reason. It's amazing. You. You're looking at a hero, thinking one day I'll work with this guy. <sighs> yeah, amazing. and there it is. Yeah, the mother will want their most famous resident to be a compulsive liar. <laughs> this is the question I ask you. Let's all learn black and white. You. <laughs> Four three C's later. Chaos the panda was in black and white he and was, he came he, on and battered you, it beat the pundit. So it wasn't I mean, all good in your he, Air United days. He actually helped with the half time team talk. <laughs> Make more sense <laughs> than you. <laughs> he changed the tactics <laughs> for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who was your assistant then there? Um who's my assistant? <laughs> oh, <I can't> uh, remember? <laughs> That's had, not a good start. I had a couple, I had Ian Monroe at one point. Beaky. Ian Monroe, yeah. Um, I cannot believe you're not just rhyming these off. Unbelievable. I know. And it's, uh, here's, and it's here's more about me than the staff. This is be... how you know he's a liar. Well, a li- this is how <laughs> you can confirm yeah. that he's a liar, Hugh, because yes, it happened. That bit was in black and white. But he's banging on about a Versace suit. Roger Hanna's found a picture from that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've let been... see. Let's see that glove. I'll describe it since this is radio. Was it my tracksuit? Tracksuit bottoms. Yeah. G- GD on yeah. The, the thigh. That's gaffer. An Air, United, an Air United jumper GD on the breast The jumper is tucked in yeah, no, I, I got a belt on The big, cup, <laughs> the, the big collar The just for men is still going strong A naughty side shed Look at this Let's see yeah. <laughs> Oh that's a boy yeah. That's exactly the, what I pictured The pin up the Versace suit was in the dressing room for after Absolute. To go to the Fur Park Club Absolute dinosaur of the Scottish football <laughs> material 
How many years ago do you think that was? Ah, uh, you've just sold 2020. Then, what? Uh, 2020? Tom, no, 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 hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> for, for some reason, this, it says that at the top, so the story was updated then, so they must be looking back on something. I thought it was 99-ish, so yeah. Um, 24 years. He there just you just got me up to speed with the fashion. Nah, 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 in fact, 2000, I would guess. Average age. So, yeah. oh, 2002. Oh no, 2000, right. Producer Callum, I thought, said 2002. There we are, 2000. S- sold a lot of that uh, sh- equipment, that gear, Merch. and the sh- yeah, merchandise. Yeah. Mm. See, that, that, that's an interesting meeting of minds, you and Ian Beaky Monroe, because he was one of the intelligentsia, and you're more down to earth. Yeah, I get rid of him. Um, <laughs> eventually, that's a polite way of <laughs> putting that across there. <laughs> eventually, I eventually shanked him. Um, but. I, I, I worked well with Ian, but unfortunately I moved on. He's in America now in prospering. Yeah. He, think, he thinks of mm. you often. John Higgins has been in touch. Uh, the, the John Higgins? Yes, the John Higgins. He, he's not having it at all that you're the most famous person <laughs> in Motherwell. He says Tom McKean, the runner, is more famous. Than oh, I remember Tom McKean, yeah. 800 you know, metres, yeah. There, yeah. You've well, been bumped down. Uh, listen, he, he's, uh, he turned out a policeman or something. I don't know. Yes, yeah. me. <laughs> Tom McKean, behave yourself. Higgins cut the trophies and he thinks he's famous for Wishaw. The Wizard of Wishaw. Mm. That's, just, that's just up the road. That doesn't count. And he doesn't live there anymore either. So, oh, yeah. out, so. Um, and nobody likes him. <laughs> why, why is everybody <laughs> ba- like bailing out of Motherwell except you? Because I know where my roots are here. Yeah. I'm loyal. Yeah. As you've noticed mm. with my three marriages. Could you name. <laughs> I think you could name any of your team that beat Motherwell that day. Certainly can. Because you're banging on about your, your success. I remember the goal scorers. Unfortunately. Uh, I, for you. I think I G- Gary remember. Teal, ex Scotland international, got founder of McClyde Bank, got a double. paid 25,000, made a massive profit. Double. I was like Posta Coglu in the transfer Hurry market. <laughs> um, did Glenn Hurst score? Nope. <laughs> Oh, I'll tell you who scored. I'll tell you who scored. <laughs> Big lad, curly hair, English. Yes. Um, no, he's Scottish. I is think. he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Is, is his second name start with a T or something? <laughs> you joking me here? I can't remember. His I, second name starts with a T. That's all you've got. A guy that scored twice for you in one of your most famous. He wasn't. Cup I, I know. Uh, t- t- Tenant, ta- Tarrant, Tarrant, no. Tarrant, Chris Tarrant, Neil Cass's boy. Yeah, yeah, good player, boy. He almost went 50 50 there, but it was Neil uh, Tarrant. Tarrant. Any more Did he quickly? score twice? I don't, want to, I don't want to milk this feature. I would of the say show John Davis played Midley Park, Andy Millen, maybe. None of them played, honestly. How, how bad David Craig? Are, nope. Was Nelson. Yeah, David Craig, sorry, did yeah, Nelson yeah. and goals. Yeah, yeah. John Robertson. Yeah, you're getting better now, but only because I've eliminated all the ones that. I have no idea who played left Was back. that your greatest cup result? No, no, I, I think... I it was earlier on in the... That was the fourth round, so we obviously had to go... No, on. I think uh, Kamarnock three times. That's a big derby. Never Some names lost in that goal. Motherwell team. Oh, by the way, I'll tell you what. Andy Gorham? Uh, and no. who's the lad that does the telly now? Don Goodman. That's him. He scored. Spencer yeah. play? Uh, no. He's your pals, isn't he? Uh, there was a winger there. Um, Did you have John Davis playing for air? He played for Motherwell that day. I thought that because <laughs> I'd said man mark him Lee McCulloch played yeah, who else was in that the, um... Pat Nevin came on Pat <laughs> 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 it's funny about that was Pat Nevin still playing in the 2000s aye 
they they had some real decent players. Evan must have been about fifty. Bruni's team have taken the lead. A good Uh-oh. close friend of mine, Sean Rooney, has scored for Fleetwood at Charlton there. And the <laughs> Seagulls have taken the lead here. At Crystal Palazzo, so go on, Seagulls. You honestly remember nothing about your career that night. I, I don't remember that night. What, you don't remember what you did to celebrate that night? It is. No. You were on sports scene as the victorious Air United manager. No, no way. way. No. He's gone. He's pulled out the designer <laughs> shirt. <laughs> I've got a picture of him kicking oh, back in the sports scene studio. No wonder I was popular. Hey, I'll give him his due. That's the best I've seen him look. There. Oh, you look much better there because not pretty face usually. The makeup and everything. Ah, ah the makeup. Do you know something? I cannot remember that. Oh, well, that must have been. Well, I'll, I'll tell you. Anyway, no, uh, right. The reason we're going. Th- this is your life, Gordon Diel. I think is because there's not many cup updates to tell you about. Believe me, it's not that I'm um, One ignoring goal them. The whole yeah. thing. And it's a wraith goal though against Motherwell at Armstrong with the cross headed over by Doidge. Dundee United's only effort and goal so far was a Middleton free kick, which was charged down. So. Um, not much to tell you about there One goal settled that one At Tanadice I think unfortunately It'll be for Kelly Unfortunately Oh no VAR VAR is the anti-football It's bad for football We should just scrub it all together They're checking the Brighton goal <sighs> Right the wonders of modern technology Right and this takes a lot for me Because I could have just allowed the The narrative as you mm. Dislike you to set in the wonders of modern technology I've somehow managed to see A video of that Motherwell handball And is that a penalty kick In I'm your opinion? I'm wanting that If it's at the other end Right yeah. okay By the way, that's, by that's the way, enough, by the way things are now Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, fair say so. Can't get fair on that Gordon By the time it hits his hand mm. Tell you what it is To describe it The elbow's tucked So that there's not like But But the, but the, the arm's out but The, the forearm's yeah, out The forearm hand Wrist area Would all be Out Nope. The way you're describing it yeah. That sounds like a penalty I don't think there's a great uh, Don't get me wrong though That doesn't mean That's under the, the current rules That doesn't mean There's not an element of sympathy Because it is blasted At If it is Cal, at, If it is even Callum Butcher From One yard <clears throat> Right So I'm talking about The slowed down Zoomed in version Of where it hits But how you footballers Are supposed to Actually get around These things I don't know Because it's Fired from somebody Who's, who's right in front of them But yeah. there we go Anyway, I digress. So the, so the the goal's been cut off. You has yeah, it the Seagulls? Yeah. Mm, shame. At twenty eight minutes for Motherwell to get a shot on goal. Van Veen twenty yards out straight at Jamie McDonald. With respect, this doesn't sound like a great day for Motherwell thus far. You know, twenty eight minutes before your first shot at goal, when the, mm. all the pressures are on you. Mm, yeah, I mean, twenty eight minutes. I, I get the point. It's it's a fairly long time, but. I feel like I've heard more dramatic statistics from, from Motherwell games this season. So The most important thing is they need to get a goal. They need to get back in this game quickly because as the clock ticks away, gets to half-time, and then the second half, all of a sudden, Wraith, that tiredness will not come into their play. They'll have something to hold on to, and uh, Motherwell could be in trouble. If it does go to... I mean, Motherwell will need to dig in here and get something, but mm. if it was to go to extra time and penalties, could you recommend anywhere for Fraser to go and, you know... Spend his evening in, in Kirkcaldy Oh there's plenty Plenty of places Oh no tell I Most of them are knocked down now <laughs> When I left They, they went out of business Good um, reason uh, Montano's dragged a shot wide For Livy He's been involved Since he came on But still no 
Um, breakthrough there, Livy Inverness. Still nothing Air Elgin, nothing done the United Kilmarnock. So honestly, if you're turned on and you think, why are they talking about Gordon Diel's fashion sense? Blame the football. You don't blame us. We're completely um, blameless in this scenario. Um, there's not a lot to get through at the moment. Are your full-time teasers up and running if you want to remind us, Hugh? Name the six current or former Old Firm players currently in the top flight who've made the most appearances in the Scottish Premiership era which began in 2013. First half teaser, I stand corrected. Joseph Wilson wants to throw in Ricky Richard Forster. No. no. Paul McGowan. Paul McGowan, no. I don't know if, it, if my clue helped, but a lot of people are getting the difficult one. Which well, I said, you know, I played, it right away. I played one league game for Celtic and has gone on to play lots of other... Um, Lots of other Scottish Premiership games Paul Ford would like to throw in John Souter for good measure No No Okay And We've got five but We're struggling with the six. last one We've came up with a few but suggestions That you would think paper So if they can curiosity. make out the bottom Okay The last one's a big name mm-hmm. As in letter wise No No <laughs> Big name But we're doing alright I don't know what you want me to say I mean are we close? Uh, no, uh, not necessarily. I think you've just forgotten about this one. This Quite would obvious. be yeah. This would be more. You probably slightly forget how long he's played here, and probably a testament to the fact that he plays every week. Mm. You know, because era-wise, yeah, he is. He's, he's look. He's, he's not been here as long. He's not Scottish. I'll give you that. The one you're looking for, but he's played a fair few matches quite obviously to get on this list the closest one I think who's not on the list is Craig Gordon mm. so for anyone who's guessed that you can eliminate yeah. that one got it let me see let me see let me see I'll tell yeah. you we've got it have they got it Hugh yeah, yeah they have got yep. these two daddies have nailed it at the time so. good clue Gordon yeah mm, don't know what that says are we on the podium no Cover. no I don't think so no we've been good the last couple of weeks huh? excellent excellent yeah. good teamwork did you did you suspiciously get that after you're very twitchy with your mobile phone is there something going on that you want to tell us about today no no no, no nothing nothing you just feel like you're, he's, he's like tapping it and like just touching it like stop a yeah. I know he's I taking a call from Versace who, who, who <laughs> yeah. wished to Distance know why they would become involved in a conversation about Gordon <laughs> no, Dale yeah. do you know what do you know what, much later. do you know what a debate I got into right and I actually I'm, this is how much nonsense goes on that I want to share it with you three because you're proper nonsense talkers on the group chat this week I think this stemmed from a tweet about Harry Kane that someone saw what, f- what pocket do you keep your phone in? Top uh, Top? What does that mean? <laughs> Talk to me in quadrants here Talk to me front left, front right back left, back right Front right uh, to me. It's got to be front right no, I can't believe people right. don't go So we're Front, front right, left yeah. All no, the time No way Why? All the time Are you right handed? Yes But that baffles me So if you were to fire off a pocket text Which I'm sure you do quite often uh-huh. You would take your phone out And then swap it to your other hand Yeah Madness I feel Absolute more Absolute madness I feel more comfortable with On the left No A lot more space over that yeah. side Everything on the left <laughs> thigh <laughs> I, This just This baffles me Producer Callum I tested this theory on him Is he the, left as well? Back he, he, he wears shorts back So all pocket. the time He'll not have any I, I can't so every so every time you sit down producer Callum you have to remove your phone from your pocket 
Oh, How inconvenient is that? On public transport, the old pickpocketers. Eh, Callum, you thought of that? It depends. Easy. No, easy you can access. change it. Surely everyone's got a consistent home. For no, it. when I play golf, I put it in my back pocket. But that's a bit different. Talking when about I, everyday when life. When I walk about, I always have it in my left. So, Hugh, the Nokia resides front right. Always. I am always front right, and I can't believe anyone goes. I can't believe there's a variation. I'll maybe let you away if you're left handed. I go but, left because I put my keys in my right. Nah, still that. I'm sorry. That's just, not, is that not good enough? Nah, for not you? for me. I just, I, I can't understand that if you quickly wanted to check your phone, you'd need to take it out that pocket and then swap hands. That, just, so unnecessary. Mm. You listen. I, you're outnumbered in here. I've never, I've never run down to that way of thinking. You've been saved by this. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Wraith Rovers 2, Motherwell nil. Sam Stanton with the goal And not only could Motherwell be heading out of the cup Who knows what that would mean for Stevie Hamill Who knows what knock-on effect it has for the rest of the season It is that big a goal from Sam Stanton It was a gullen shot that was fumbled by Liam Kelly And Wraith are 2-0 in front Elgin are 1-up Now I did say that would be a shock as well And it would But in this part of the world with the Premiership hat on well, they've got 14 games left in the Premiership to save themselves. Now, Gordon Dale's already declared himself. He thinks if the scoreline at the moment becomes the result, then Motherwell may have to get rid of Stevie Hamill and have someone else negotiate the last 14 games. I know that Wraith have had a demanding game midweek, lasted two hours, and I know that I said that fatigue could be a problem, but... Even before we get to half time, I don't think Mother will come back. Yeah, I mean, it's just a <clears throat> in the box, Gullen does well, turning shot, and it's not, not an awful defensive block, but the ball sort of spins up in the air, and then Liam Kelly has to react and palm it and can't catch it, and it, it just all looks a bit chaotic, Gordon. I'm not sure there's any absolutely howling errors in there, but this is all amounting to a fairly, not fairly, a completely unacceptable. I, Scenario from Motherwell At three o'clock My predictions I went with Wraith Because I just thought If they could get The first goal um, I would Obviously put a dent In Motherwell's confidence Stevie Hamill For me And I think He's a terrific lad I really do And he's been A great servant In the club I think he's just Guessing just now he, He's in a rut With his team His squad And this is going to be Probably His biggest Half time team talk He's ever going to produce Right And if he can somehow Turn this round Then he buys himself A bit of time I'm not saying me I don't think The Motherwell fans Are now accepting This Gordon Because Not with the fact They're getting put out The Scottish Cup As we speak They're getting relegated Let's not be kidding Because They're not showing me Anything They can get out of this I know you can go With the argument Nine players in In January That's fine But it doesn't matter How many players You get in if you can't get results, you ain't going to stay in a job. The intriguing thing that. about their position, Gordon, is that they're three points behind Kilmarnock, who are in ninth place, but Motherwell have a game in hand. You know, survival for Motherwell, if you can find the right formula and find the right person to concoct the formula, Survival is easily attainable. Hugh, the fans are hanging banner, banners outside yeah. the stadium. 
Right. Did you get your bed sheet back? Pull that by the oh, way. Oh no, it was incredible. I did put it through two watches. Um, I think that tells you that you're one result, another bad result away from yeah. from losing your job. And fans but, start doing that. To be fair, I don't know if there is a mm. distinction. It wasn't an anti Stevie Hamill banner. It was actually no. just an attempt to g the players to up, getting a reaction from the but players. But ultimately, you know, you can't kind of sack the players yeah. um, and followed by a result like this. And I do fear for him because I, I don't have any belief now that the monorail players on that pitch can come back from, can come back from that. Uh, you know, you need a lot of character when you're two down. Been there loads of times before, but when you've got players that can drag you at a hole, then fine. But you look through the team, the new boys that come in, you might be able to excuse them. But the ones that have been at the club, can they drag you back? Mm, I would I would question that. Mm, yeah, we'll find out. Wraith Rovers 2, Motherwell nil. Sam Stanton in 39 minutes. We did say in terms of... Uh, the gulf between the teams in divisions it would be a, a big shock if Elgin were to knock out air and they've gone one up Kane Hester man of many goals is taking the, and I can't oh. believe this right you're, you're outnumbered in the studio but you're getting good support on Twitter Michael Horn Paul Campbell John Witherspoon all saying they're right handed and keep their phone in their left pocket I'm astonished there you go how much time must you waste taking out and then turning, giving it to the other hand to send off a quick I don't text? use my phone a lot anyway so I'm See, you're the day go on, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Every two seconds. Listen, and people say, you know, give the dazzler, give the dazzler a break. The dazzler's right. You're talking mince. Ask yourselves this, John, Paul, and Michael. Who wants to be in the same wavelength as this guy? That's that that that's what it comes There's down to. There's a lot of here. love out there for me. Let me tell you. Think, just think long and hard about that. Then take your criticism back because nobody wants to be on his wavelength. It goes without yeah, saying. That's a good point. Come on, you know tell I mean? him about your prediction. You're desperate quickly for what about? Elgin, we bet last week the coffee. Oh, Please gamble Kane. responsibly. Yeah, no, but coffee. Well, it's just over coffee. Kane Hester to score. Because he always scores. He always scores, and we bet the coffee over it. And did he score last week? No. no. <laughs> but he scored the game he scored today. this week. <laughs> uh, go on then, Hugh. Let's round this off before we get any late drama okay. on the first half teaser. The first half teaser with the Scottish slash football for the best football news and opinion online. I asked you if you could name the six current or former old firm players currently in the top flight who've made the most appearances in the Scottish Premiership era. They are Callum McGregor, Johnny Hayes. Ryan Jack James Tavernier James Forrest and Marcus Fraser Marcus Fraser was your difficult one but I gave you a clue early on and lots of you got it so well done a really good response on there even Mark and Gordon got it and the winners were as follows Thomas Snedden in third place Lundstrom Loyal in second place and Dylan Patton was the winner well done to Dylan and a, a great Suggestion actually from Roger Hanna It's a difficult question for you That thing about the phones Because you keep one in each pocket <laughs> <laughs> Half time Roger Hanna You're on the verge of A big cup shock In your game Yeah absolutely United nil Elgin City won at the break And it is a deserved Half time lead For Gavin Price's League 2 side They have been far superior To their championship host In this 5th round tie And their lead by Kane Hester's 26th goal of the season They could have been ahead after 17 minutes Gordon Rush Draper a Scottish Cup winner with Inverness Cali Thistle eight years ago come up for a corner his header beat airkeeper Aidan McAdams but was headed off the line by Ben Dempsey then in 22 minutes Tom Finlay drove a shot wide when he really should have hit the target after McAdams had parried a shot 
Elgin really on top at that stage. He had hardly carrying a threat to their goal. Ben Dempsey did have a shot turned round the post by Elgin keeper Tom McHale in 32 minutes. McHale then easily fielding a long-range shot from Paul Smith moments later. But then the breakthrough, 41 minutes. Elgin captain Brian Cameron lifting the ball into the box. It sat up beautifully for Hester and an emphatic finish past McAdams to the shock of the home fans here at Somerset Park. Lee Bullens men have a lot to do in the second half at the break. United nil, Elgin City one. That's the first of the half-time whistles. And I get look, I, I'm not trying to deflect. Motherwell will deserve all the negativity, Hugh. I, I was just pointing out before the show that would be your biggest shock in terms yeah. of distance between yeah. the clubs. Imagine Elgin into the, the quarterfinals. Uh, yeah, uh, that would be a sensational story. But I have more belief in air coming back than I do in Motherwell coming back. And as I say, with no matter how far down the table they are, they are a Premiership side, three points away from ninth place, as I pointed out earlier, and they are playing a team mid-table in the Championship. That's a poor effort from Motherwell so far. Yeah, we've got a half-time report from Dave Gatt and David Friel was first. My apologies. Let's go to Livingston. Half time gone Livingston nil Inverness now I'm not sure David Martindale will quite repeat that X-rated rant from the last round but he will certainly be demanding better in front of goal at half time to be fair to Livingston losing their main striker Bruce Anderson to an injury after 10 minutes did disrupt things that was a worrying sight for Livingston but they have been wasting on the final third with a lot of missed chances Stephen Bradley he's been pretty good he's a couple of efforts saved by Mark Ridgers but the Inverness goalkeeper hasn't really been troubled enough Livy central defenders Iobali and Jack Fitzwater have actually been big culprits Iobali volleyed over and then dragged a short wide just before half time that came after Fitzwater somehow failed to convert a free kick just a few yards out Christian Montano he replaced Anderson he also had a couple of efforts saved but hasn't really bothered Ridgers too much Inverness have competed well but they've been limited to breakaways and haven't really troubled Shamal George up their end not a great Cup tie so far, but Inverness are still in this. Half time, Livingston nil, Inverness nil. Let's go to Wraith against Motherwell just to see if we can hear any reaction, Fraser Wishart. Yeah, Wraith Rovers to Motherwell nil. That reaction, Gordon, has been strong for the Motherwell supporters to my right. Liam Kelly, the skipper, went back behind his goal to pick up his bag, and he certainly was on the receiving end. And I don't think it's about him personally, more about the, the team in general. Very animated Motherwell supporters, booing their team off not happy at all and there have to be a huge change around the middle of actually to stay in the cup because I have to say it looks unlikely as Wraith have been the better team throughout stronger, sharper better on the ball very quick looking full of confidence and a penalty from Jamie Gullen and a close range effort from Sam Stanton had the home side deservedly ahead they wouldn't too many clear cut chances and early on but it was a decent game Wraith knocking it around well Stanton and Connolly very dangerous other end Motherwell getting some good crosses and good areas on the right hand side O'Donnell and Danzaki in particular throwing in three or four really good crosses but well defended by the back four but the opener came on 17 minutes a lovely ball by Scott Brown the skipper for Wraith who's been outstanding in the midfield switch of play to Jamie Gullen on the left hand side he cut in from the left and his right foot shot struck Slattery I think it was on the hand there's no real claim from Wraith Rovers it seemed a very strange one Nick Walsh pointed to the spot but in replays I've seen it it definitely looks like a penalty to me he booked Slattery and Gullen stepped up to fire the penalty down the middle into the back of the net it was game on now and how would Mother react well they didn't really react very well because it was nearly two two minutes later when Lang headed a Spencer corner just over the bar with Kelly beating it took Mother some time to recover 28 minutes to have their first shot on target Van Bean did well edge of the box really good turn using his body well but he shot straight at McDonald Bika Danzaki should have done better in the box he went sharp enough to get the shots away and Danzaki then lovely cross again right across the six yard box incoming Van Veen and Obika just couldn't get on the end of it that was their best spell of the game from Motherland it was 2-0 in 38 minutes Jimmy Gunn again involved 
turning shot inside the, the penalty box. It was deflected and as it bounced up, it was parried into the air by Kelly and he couldn't get his hands onto the second ball. And as it bounced, Sam Stanton hooked the loose ball into the back of the net. Huge 45 minutes ahead for this Motherwell team showing nothing at all in attack. And it would, wouldn't be a surprise to me if Stevie Hamill made a few changes at the break. Half time here at Starts Park, Wraith Rovers 2, Motherwell 0. On the verge of a huge story developing there. Well, it is developing at the moment. Let's see how it ends up. What about Tannadice, Dave Galloway? Half time, Dundee United 0, Kilmarnock 0. A fairly even but uneventful start seemed to set the tone very much for this one. The visitors with a penalty claim rejected when Armstrong went down in the box. Achille began to look uh, the likelier side from a corner. United couldn't clear and Birigiti saved Dodge's feet and then Dodge couldn't connect properly with Armstrong's cross and headed it over the bar. At the other end Middleton's free kick was charged down. Plenty of commitment and some crunching tackles from both teams but excitement was in very short supply. Vassell tried to change that for Killy with a good run and a low shot that was deflected for a corner kick but that came to nothing. The visitors all in all carrying a little bit more threat but there's there's really not much in it at the interval and neither goalie has had an awful lot to do. Could this one be set to go the distance? It's Dundee United nil, Kilmarnock nil. Quite a dramatic first half certainly in Kirkcaldy maybe not quite the same drama elsewhere. We'll get ready to embark on the second half's next. The fastest goals. The expert opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Let's do some half-time scores then around the grounds. Remember, it is the Scottish Cup this afternoon, so not as many score lines to get through for you. But in the three o'clock games, four of them, uh, you have, if I can find them, Dundee United nil, Kilmarnock nil, Livy nil, Inverness nil, Air United nil, Elgin one, and Wraith Rovers two, Motherwell nil, Celtic St Mirren is still to come at five thirty. Of course, there are some league matches. In the SPFL today in the Championship it's Morton 2, Queen's Park 1. In League 1 it's Airdrie 2, Dunfermline 0, big game that uh, near the top. In League 2, Albion Rovers 0, East Fife 1, Dumbarton 1, Annan 0, Forfar 1, Stenhouse Muir 1 uh, and Stranraer 0, Bonnyrigg Rose 0. In the English Premier League, don't think there are too many. A full-time result from earlier, West Ham 1, Chelsea 1, Arsenal 0, Brentford 0, Palace nil, Brighton nil, Fulham one, Forest nil, Leicester three, Spurs one, and Southampton one, Wolves nil. Second forty-five minutes and a really big second forty-five minutes at Starks Park in particular. Coming up next. <laughs> 